Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. It is Tuesday at noon, our traditional time. We record every one of our weekly podcasts to handicap the NFL in its, in its entirety after a normal Sunday where we both got together and did the entire opening line breakdown. And there's nothing weird at all about this week. It's just a normal week 16 in an NFL season. Just a couple of guys. Just a couple of guys chopping it up like always. Um, and you know what? Sometimes on a normal week in a normal season, we've complained on Wednesday nights and said, hey, it's only Wednesday, guys. We have two more injury reports to go. We don't have all the info on this game. This is this podcast today will come with the ultimate caveats. Like we just said this off the air. It is not a normal season, not a normal week. We have two games that haven't even been played yet. That's a, what an eighth of the league has not even played football yet this week. We've got teams off short rest. We've got COVID stuff already. I just got a notification from my Fantasy Life app that said Tyreek Hill is now in the Kansas City protocol, along with Felton and one other player. And so, I mean, Drew, what's your? Uh, let's say you're just you're Johnny Clicks a lot. What's your first reaction with Kelsey and Hill on the protocol? What what would be your first bet? Uh, I'm probably yeah. looking at the futures market for KC. Yeah, like there, there's a there's an instant reaction. Like I should bet on the under. I should bet on Pittsburgh. I should bet against us, <laughs> you know, against Kansas City. I should find another AFC team to bet for the Super Bowl or to win the conference. But that's the other part. It's Tuesday, and guess what? They pulled the old. Uh, you remember at the end? Did you watch Squid Game? No. When they flipped the lights off on the no spoilers, but it, they spoil. they changed they changed the rules on us. So they changed the rules just last week. So we, we don't know what the rules are going to be this week. Like the, the reaction is, oh, Kelsey and Hill have COVID. I need to hammer the Steelers or whatever. Oh, Steelers are alive. Yeah. No. Yeah. What, whatever derivative of that. Get... But but at this point, I don't know fully what the rules are. And there's definitely a non zero chance that the new rules or however they want to bend them means that Kelsey and Hill and everybody else are playing by Sunday. And you're feeling pretty foolish when it gets steamed up to twelve or whatever. Yeah. So, so I just, I guess, no. That was why my that was what my reaction was to go look at the futures market because, and now you know that there's not going to be a surprise playoff game and those two guys, poof, are out. (laughs) Like that matters positively. This is a positive development for the kids. Why is that? What do you mean? Because they already tested positive. Yeah, they people test positive twice all the time. No, no, but there's like a there's like a moratorium on being tested if you've gone uh, into health and safety protocol. I thought You'd, that went away now too. I oh, think did it? I think there, yeah, I think the testing is gonna be real. Oh, see, because here's my 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 just general philosophy is I'm kind of keeping tracks, you know, quietly of who all is uh, gone on the list because my understanding was that you got like a moratorium on being tested at all. So the likelihood oh. of you ending up back on the list after you come off, particularly in the playoff window, is low. No, I think you can go. I think you can just go right back in if they're going to be doing all this testing. But who knows what the testing looks like? So, I guess yeah, dig into that rule. I, I get where you're coming with, but I I don't know if that's the rules. I think either way, tread lightly. Okay, and it's I'll not look like into that. And they're I'll the give one you a better answer too. going forward. Yeah, and, um, and they're uh, yeah, 
it does here. I think this is the answer from this fucking lunatic. This guy writes crazy shit all the time, but God bless him. He wrote something sane today. It means it would not have been tested unless they had symptoms. Well, there's two. there are two ways you get tested right now under yeah. the new rules. One is you have symptoms. Yep. The Actually, three ways. You're unvaccinated. You're getting tested the same all as the always. Time. Yep. If you have symptoms, if vaccinated and symptoms, you get tested. And then there's just sort of a random sampling also. Uh, as far as I could tell you, and there's some company that's in charge of picking the random players, whatever the case is. But yeah, no, I think, I mean, realistically, like it's entirely possible, maybe even likely that these two guys will be back for Pittsburgh on Sunday. It's entirely possible that the Chiefs get some hardship relief and don't play on Sunday and <laughs> play on are Tuesday. We, are and we then stealing from back. the NBA in that? Are we stealing hardship relief? I love that. I, yeah, why not? I, it's why in, not? It's in the it's in the com, it's in the common vernacular, Andy. It's in the uh, it's, what time it's part is of the, the Adam Silver uh, press conference today? Or when he goes on TV or so? I'm very I mean, yeah, very excited to see what happens with that. But yeah, if you want to just like we we said a little off air, this is probably going to be briefer than a normal episode because again, we we're sitting here, we haven't even seen Tuesday. Um, injury reports, much less Wednesday. We have four teams that haven't played, and we're in the midst of a shitstorm of God knows what with the rules and who's and why's. So we'll probably spin a little quicker, but we'll touch on all the games, huh? I like that plan. Very Cleveland solid. Green Bay. I will fire it off with Cleveland Green Bay then. And that is uh, that is not the right game. We should start with San Francisco, no, San Francisco Tennessee. Tennessee. For some reason, I just skipped right over Thursday. Well, Boy, that's I'll see like this two one days. Okay, so, San Francisco 49ers, uh, again, kind of one of the more perplexing teams to handicap, considering the highs and lows that they've been on throughout the you know throughout the year. Uh, they get the win and cover against the Falcons uh, over the weekend, despite the Falcons having numerous opportunities in the red zone to get inside the number. They cannot get it done. San Francisco wins, moves on, and now is a meaningful favorite on the road against current. AFC South divisional leaders, Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans went through a weird season where they had a lot of their AFC foes early on in their schedule. They got up for those games. They won those games. Derrick Henry gets hurt, and uh, A.J. Brown has been hurt, and the wheels have completely fallen off for this team. They've lost three of their last four. The one win coming against the Urban Meyer, who we've quit on him, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and then, uh, yeah, a tough loss in Pittsburgh where they had a chance to win late in that game. Uh, Tennessee was driving. They got stopped fourth in a freaking millimeter. Um, and, uh, you know, that was that would that's that, you know, that that's what happens when you go on the road and you play a Pittsburgh Steelers team that, again, is fighting for their lives. And Tennessee really kind of comfortably cruising still at nine and five, looking like they're going to win their division with the two wins that they have head-to-head over the Indianapolis Colts. So question is, does this game matter much for Tennessee? Are they going to get up for it on a short week? Are we going to see A.J. Brown back? Does this defense Is the defense as good as they showed holding the Steelers down to multiple field goals after getting you know, advantageous turnovers? Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, ultimately, is this, uh, is this Niners team a team that needs serious consideration in an otherwise relatively winnable NFC? We, we were joking around a little in one of the chats talking about Jimmy. Like, he's just – he's he's like Carson Wentz plus. He's better than Carson Wentz, but he just does that brain fart thing where it's like, oh, no, like, why'd you throw that ball? And then you get the Twitter calling for, like, why aren't they using Lance more? Like, Jimmy G's fine. He's a fine quarterback. He's He makes really bad decisions sometimes, but at the same time, when everybody's healthy – and 
this is such a dumb thing to say because it's so obvious right in front of your face, but like when the team is healthy around him, he's a lot better. And I think that's why we've had so much trouble grasping what Jimmy G is over the last couple of years. All his important pieces have been just in and out. The running back, I mean, I'm not even going to go through the cavalcade of running backs he's had back there, but I mean, Kittle, very important. He's been in and out. Debo's been hurt here and there. Ayuk has missed some time. Um, and I mean, just last year was a rookie. So, I mean, the, what he's been dealing with from uh, pieces around him thing has been, it's been kind of tough. And I think it's a good enough offensive play caller and offensive mind if everyone's healthy and this is working, you can get an offensive performance like that. And like you said, the, the Falcons probably should have scored about 15 more points. Um, that's like, that's endemic right now. Teams getting yeah. to the red zone and not scoring at all. Saw that last night. Uh, obviously the Washington Green Bay is etched in my mind night, forever. Yeah. yeah. Last night was fine, but that's, that's a full thing. So I, I'm not interested in laying this many points on the, uh, on the road here. I am wondering why this total is a little lower than I think. If if Brown if Brown plays and we see the Niners defense we saw last week, this total is probably low. Oh yes, if Brown plays, this total is low. Period. Doesn't Niners defense you respect? Niners defense isn't just yet magically going to get better. Yeah, although uh, boy oh boy, has the market embraced the uh, Nick Bosa comeback player of the year? Uh, his odds down to three to That's one. Thing. They were fifty to one not all that long ago. Um, the uh, look-ahead line here, we had Tennessee open up as a minus one. It got bet to a pick. So people were like, yeah, okay, these teams are about equal heading into last week. All right, right now, this is three and a half. That's a huge adjustment on a result that was close to market in the Tennessee game and close to market in the Niners game outside of a couple turnovers and bounces. Um I am not yeah, like sure. The expected points. What the what those what yeah. those games with the yardage and the how they went, the game script, how those games land on mean. Like, yeah, I, I don't see why there should have been a big adjustment. Yeah. Total went up from 43 and a half to 44 and a half from look ahead to open. Uh that is directionally correct in my opinion. 44 and a half, a little bit of an edge there. But uh ultimately, yes, this is a Niners or pass spot. And what, I mean, excuse me, uh, Titans or pass spot what, because what if of the I market, told you right uh, now, market overreaction. Yes. What if I told you right now, AJ Brown is out. He's out for sure. I then I want nothing to do out. with this game. That's the reason to pass and, on the Titans. No, no, no. But uh, let me, let me get to it. Sure. And I'll give you plus five. Uh, I don't see a ton of difference between three and a half and five. No, I'm not virtually say, none. That's um, where we're sitting at the market. We're not at a spot where it's yeah. going to cross something important. Like, yeah. I, on the I, other I, side of three with AJ Brown, I'm fine passing on this. On the other side of three with AJ in, that's right. I'm playing Titans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And well, that's that's where I was trying to go with that. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're in agreement there. It's it's Titans are pass and Titans right pretty good. The, Titans defense is pretty good at stopping what San Francisco does well, for what it's worth. I don't think the Titans defense is good, but you know, they can at least their linebackers are athletic and their run stop is decent. So I, just, I think I'm talking myself into Titans. Hopefully AJ Brown goes. AJ Brown's on the practice. He was like cleared to practice, which is usually like he's a week away. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, oh, he's he's cleared. He's gonna he, you know, like Tuesday afternoon, like today we're getting into a report. He was all he was working off on the side, yeah, you know, by and himself. You know what? 
That's you know what else sense. usually happens when you're a, a Thursday game and you have a full 10 days of rest after? They usually yeah. just you know, give them Hey, let's give them a days. week. Let's give them another, yeah. Yeah, another extended Hey, guess break. what? We, we beat the Colts both times. We have a nice little cushion here. Let's get uh, let's get weird with it. Yeah, really, the Tennessee Titans season comes down to winning at home against Miami on January second, and winning at, on the road against the Texans January 9th. If they win those two games, they finish eleven and six at the worst, and they win the AFC South. That seems doable. You wait. It does you sit. Seem doable. You sit on. You sit on AJ Brown until that. Dolphins I think you game. do sit on AJ Brown. So it's probably a pass for me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now. Let's keep going. Cleveland at Green Bay. It's sounding like Stefanski back, sounding like Baker Mayfield back, which is is that a reason to get Packers steam? But Mayfield did. <laughs> <laughs> Mullins is benched. Green Bay money pours in. Um, it doesn't sound like uh, Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari or Alexander. Probably mm-hmm. not happening. Brown's getting markedly healthier compared to just what they put out there. But Still no skill position players in the passing yeah. game. It's really, really tough to do it without an outside threat, again, especially against the Packers, where you could expose them a little. Their defense has played a lot better this year. This is, uh, I mean, mana from heaven for teaser betters. Green Bay at home against a beat-up team in the teaser zone like this. Yeah, I guess you gotta say yesterday's game, Green Cleveland at the uh, hosting the Raiders. That was like that was like the most painful way to put a freaking bullet in the head of the Browns for the season that I possibly could have imagined. Uh, the fact that they came back. Donovan Peoples-Jones even made a couple plays in that game after all those drops early. Uh, yeah. Gets them back into con- contention. They get the fourth down touchdown. Nick Mullins is a hero. Everybody's fired up. The defense gets a pick, and they still lose. That was as absolutely as painful as I possibly could have imagined. The the sequence of run, run, run into the you know into the stacked box with the Browns was just like you saw it coming a mile away and you're like they're not really oh they really are oh god they did it oh and now they're punting oh now they're gonna lose okay uh the tackle on the sideline all of it was just absolutely horrific it was gut-wrenching to watch as a fan as a backer it was awful and uh realistically I don't know how these guys in that locker room get up for this game it's Christmas the season's over Miles Garrett may not be even be going, and he's a hugely important leader on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, yeah, your coach is back. Yeah, Baker's back. But you know who in that team is rallying around Baker, playing for him? I don't know. I, I don't see it. I don't think this well, is. I, a I like time this to front. Low on the Browns. I like this defensive front for Green Bay. The way that they're going to try to play this game without strong outside receiver presence. I mean, good. It's not a great matchup. It's on the road. And yeah, I'll be. Despite, I'm not going to let what Green Bay did to me last week affect my handicap. I'm going to be fine. I, I think Huntley might be better than what if Baker Baker's still probably not 100 percent healthy. So, do yeah, we agree me, if we voted today that spot. Aaron Rodgers is MVP? Oh man, it's an ugly market, right? Um, it is. Yeah, and Garrett, Garrett, Garrett DPOY bets are dead. Those bets are I dead. Think I think, misses- honestly, if my general assessment of the DPOI market is that there are value bets to be made on both TJ Watt and Aaron Donald. If you want to split stake those guys to cover whatever you have on Garrett, that's fine by me. Um, I think Aaron Donald has a realistic chance, especially if he kicks ass tonight against the Seahawks, which is something he does regularly. 
Um, he looks like the best player in the NFL as far as defensive players go, and that's usually a huge element of how the award is awarded, even beyond stats. They like to give the award to the guy who is deemed the best defensive player. And that right now in a lot of people's minds is Aaron Donald. Um, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers, MVP, back-to-back years. They do they do that. They've given they back-to-back MVPs a lot. How many MVPs did Peyton Manning win? Like seven? Yeah, it's 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 not that many, but five. He, he, he won, won a few. A um, I would say, I yeah, I don't have a hot take on this. Like probably, but uh, there's three weeks. The fact that no one's running away with it, somebody just needs to like string two really good games together, and and these are a bunch of quarterbacks who could do that sort of thing. Whether it's Josh Allen, whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's um, you know uh, Aaron Rodgers here, you string two three good games together. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna make it happen and just run yeah. away with this. I, really, I think Green Bay is about a forty to fifty percent chance right now to get the one seed in the uh, NFC. Too. That helps a ton. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has a paltry handful of interceptions. MVP voters love to look at touchdown interception ratio. Why that fucking matters, you know, as opposed to some of the advanced stats. Who knows? But the advanced stats support Aaron Rodgers' candidacy as well. The candidate I really am most excited about, though, in this game. By far, my guy, coach of the year, Matt LaFleur. Uh, this is a big game for him to uh, kind of continue to clinch that one seed. And if the Green Bay Packers get the one seed, considering what he's dealt with this year, uh, Rodgers bailing on him week one, Rodgers then getting COVID, and then all of the injuries they've had on the defensive side of the ball. Combine that with the fact that Packers have won 13 games two years in a row that were largely because Aaron Rodgers was playing at an MVP level, combined with the fact that the schedule was easy. And they have had a much tougher schedule this year, and yet they may still emerge with 13, 14 wins and the one seed in the NFC, which is amazing and really deserves – he deserves more consideration in that coach of the year market. So hopefully – we get lots of shots of Matt LaFleur during this game, and some conversation would be nice about whether he warrants this award uh, during the broadcast. I would appreciate that at least. I don't know. Is this celebrity chef Laura Vitale? I don't have a lean in the potato bowl. Uh, you didn't play the uh, Wyoming Cowboys? <sighs> I said I was going to play Throwing it live. over them damn mountains? I said I was going to play it live, and instead I ended up playing uh, Italian soccer live. And, and <laughs> did you see the branding? They have like the baked potato with like yeah. the sour cream and the chives on it. <laughs> I was, I I was love, kind of impressed by the branding. Love I chives. I love oh, a good loaded sour baked cream potato. and chive baked potato. As a man from the Midwest, I, uh, I enjoy my baked potatoes. Absolutely. Yeah, Peyton, um, Peyton Manning, by the way, has won five MVPs, and he went back to back twice: oh three, oh four, and. 0809. So it is there is some precedent here of giving uh you know the best quarterback in the NFL MVP in back to back years. That's fair. Baked right. potatoes. Yeah, a baked potato sucks with a a baked potato is like a one. A loaded baked potato is like an eight. You gotta get <laughs> you should give a plain baked potato a one. It, I guess if like if the if the jacket's not Olive oil and salt. Too. So yeah, you have to olive yeah. oil and salt. I make a potato skin that would knock your socks off. You'd need to bring extra socks to my house at that point. Not keto friendly, <laughs> very much so. So, Indy heads to the desert. This is one where the market has spoken a little, and then it came back a titch. Um, Peyton Manning has never won the Potato Bowl. That is a good. You can't spell citrus without ut though. Colts are plus <laughs> one and a half here. 
the total 49. The Cardinals obviously coming off a bit of a stinker, huh? Uh, I don't know if stinker is the right word for that. That's a, that's a super stinker. And the Colts are coming off a high. If you want to be the guy who just bets on teams um, who are probably high on their market, low on their market, the Cardinals are for you. And <laughs> truthfully, I, I, I think the Cardinals are for me, just power number-wise, being at home. But I don't know if it was a, just a low spot or if Hopkins matters that much to what this offense is deciding to do. The offense looked just ugly like there was there was big lapses and like oh my god what is the plan here this is the lions what is the plan you guys just have any semblance of an nfl level plan and go at least match them score for score be in the game they were never even in the game it was it was a it was a tough hang is what it was so it's probably cardinals for me and uh i'm cheering for the colts so there may be a spot here if the the Colts come out and look good. I'll probably take a little live Cardinals as a bit of a hedge because I have some Colts futures that would be awful happy with a road win here. Okay. In the same sense that I see this as a, you know, we were talking about Tennessee or pass because of the way that that market got, you know, neck, neck breaking reaction to one week's mm-hmm. results. This is the same sort of deal. Arizona was going to be outside of a field goal and now they're a pick them at a lot of spots. Yeah. Um, that's a big, big, big adjustment in one week, considering that there really weren't a ton of players that are changing uh, availability in this contest. Uh, the Colts are still, like, because of the vacuum of good teams in the AFC and the fact that it looked like the Chiefs might not get the one for a lot of weeks, it was fun to kind of kick around who in the AFC is going to be tough. And the Colts were the easy, obvious look because they were Juventus getting things scored. done physically. Oh, nice job, UV. Um, Juve. Juve. Uh, I like Juve. Juve. Uh, Juve. The, uh, uh, the general feeling, though, about uh, the Colts being like a contender now, I think has gotten a little bit out of control. Uh, the Colts still have some defensive questions. The way they scheme, I mean, they played up against the pa- the Pats, but that was obvious. That was a great spot for them. Now you got to go on the road and do it against Kyler Murray, who is a lot more dynamic in <laughs> terms not, of an athlete. The Colts aren't even good. Like the Colts are just <laughs> the Colts are just this team They're who's put there. together. They yeah. no, they have a weird. It's a weird collection of players that works because they play defense. And they have they if if they're if they're behind, they can absolutely stop the run and get the ball back. If they're ahead, they can run the ball, certainly. If they're not behind, if they're not ahead, if it's just a neutral state, their offense works. Like, just what they do works. And for some reason, somehow, like, Carson Wentz is not giving away games right now. That's (sighs) – this team team was always going to be – This feels unsustainable, by the way. Yeah, this team was always going to be like an 8-8 and team, maybe a little worse because Carson Wentz was going to piss away three games – where it's like, oh my god, that pick just sealed it. Like they were driving, they were in field goal range, he threw a pick. Like that's what happens. So I mean, if he's if you want to bet on that being sustainable, I would take a future rather than do it week to week. Yeah. Because uh, if it if it is, it's fine, whatever. And I that's what I did. So yeah, especially I'm, considering where this market is this moment. And yeah, like like you said, I'd have this You're late to Cardinals the minus three. Yeah, you're I late would, to the party if you're feeling bullish about the Colts right now. Sorry. I made an adjustment, with, and I think that's where the market adjustment came. I think they said 
Jesus, maybe this offense isn't that good without Hopkins, and maybe they don't have a plan right now. <sighs> yeah, and, maybe. And I think that adjustment's wrong. Yeah. I think the Cardinals are the right side, and you should lay the three. But I yeah, okay. So, uh, looks like uh, Papa, you got uh, if Papa, if you have an Indy plus four and a half, I'm sitting tight. Uh, I mean, obviously, you don't want to get caught with a COVID surprise and lose all that CLV if, like, you know, Jonathan Taylor doesn't suit up or something. Um, but ultimately, yeah. you, well, the market would move on yeah, if there fair. was a COVID uh, rip through that locker room. But um, yeah, I think realistically, um, you know, it's, I would just sit tight on that. That was a good bet by you. Uh, realistically, the, uh, the, and again, like, I see Arizona winning by like three points in this one. I that, see, that's I could see the Colts winning by three equally as well. That, though, that's so my fear. Is um, I bet this, and the worst case scenario for me would be what Cardinals win by one. <laughs> like I, I would be, I would be in, uh, yeah, I would be in very big trouble. If well, you can find some pick picks by now. Like the fact that the market see, this is, is where I think spots. I think this it's either it's either the chef or it's some sort of person who's posing as the chef. I would like to try her gratin. I love all gratin potatoes. I was actually looking for a good potato recipe because uh, um, we have some yeah we have some uh, holiday stuff coming. Yeah, up. check out our partner chef's website page, YouTube page, Laura Vitali. Vital. Vital. Is it Vital or Vitali? I see. I want to say Vital because of Dick Vital. Food Network. But I star? also just I'm betting, I'm betting this Italian soccer, so I have a bit of a flair to my letters right now. <laughs> like yeah. uh, Genoa. Yeah. Atalanta. Uh, well, what's dude, her full name? Laura Laura Vitali. Uh, she was born uh, Laura uh, Pietraglia Pia Pietreng Pietrangeli. Oh. From Naples, Italy. Yep. She was born yep. in Naples, Italy. That was a tough ooh, one, man. Ooh, Pietrangeli. Is that the northern part of Italy? Uh, Naples? Yeah. No. Naples okay, is great. like, that's okay, that's Mount so. Vesuvius. What, what, that's what, southern what am I Italy. thinking? That's... What's the northern city? Milan. Venice. Venice. Milan. Milan. But Venice is on the uh, Adriatic side. Milan just, is sort of the hub in the north. I just saw the Sopranos episode with the Columbus Day one mm. where uh, um, Fabio or whatever. Who's the guy with the long hair? Boy, it's been too long. I just talked about he gets all mad about the northern Italians. Anyway, we digress. Tampa <laughs> is taking on Carolina this week in the NFL. And these are two teams headed in opposite directions, despite the fact that Tampa lost a real ugly game. Boy, themes. Tampa and Arizona, not that different. They were double-digit favorites. Uh, I don't want to say never in it. Because they were, it was a long time until they were behind by more than a touchdown. Furio, thank you. Furio, Fabio, what the fuck is wrong? With me? Yeah, Furio. wow. I knew it wasn't right, but I wasn't gonna. I know gonna I couldn't correct think you. of it. I was gonna let you just swing just in the wind. My there. own grave there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like Tampa was just never out of this game. They were within a touchdown for uh, what, like forty-five minutes, and it just—I don't understand why they couldn't get it going. It was. It was maddening. From did, I had uh, I had Saints plus eleven. I guess I was I was more mad that the Saints couldn't score a couple more points. Yeah, that would have been nice. And you know, make this so it wasn't such a a game that uh, just grinds. A game that ears. I had to sweat at all. I mean, we were out there with like th- you know being three scores ahead is fine, but four is better. So Tampa, Tampa. I mean, what was your big takeaway from Tampa in that game? 
they got absolutely uh they got absolutely um effed in the injury department thunder effed uh their their injury luck they had some injury luck last year uh late in the season where they were getting guys back after it looked like meaningful injuries uh you know uh vita vea uh, Mike Evans, like those you know, big, Marvin. big, Marvin, big names. Guys came back and they were healthy and helped them go on that run. Um, and now they are going to be staring at the exact same problem, but maybe worse injuries. Like Godwin ain't coming back. That's an ACL. That sucks. Yeah, no, no, no. But, but let's say before before yeah. the injuries started piling up, they sure. I mean, we just oh, why didn't it look good? Well, well we just never didn't see has. a strong start. They never. It they, never it's just something. Andy, how many times though? Like. Tampa in Tampa in primetime, Tampa versus the Saints. Like they're both Ooh, in both case, in both cases, it's just it just hasn't looked good. And no. it's tough to tell why. It's tough to really have a good answer. I don't I like no you know, no, you know, all credit in the world to Bruce Arians. He seems like a like a lovely human being. I, I don't think he's a great coach. I don't think he's getting these guys prepped for these games the way he could and or uh they're coming in with a little bit of a uh you know a little bit of a sh- <laughs> of a just some shade in terms of they believing in how they match up with some of these teams i don't really know man it's tough um to get this, shut out was crazy cr- crazy isn't it i don't have a strong take in this game and obviously the injuries are a huge deal now but i, I did want to make a, a quick note on the bruce arians comments about uh, Brown, mm-hmm. where you know the people question him about bringing him back after the shenanigans with the vaccine card. Mm-hmm. W- what did the people in the media expect? They're fully fine with him being under suspicion and investigation for like sexual assault, and they're going to put him on the team. But they're but ah, like fudging some paperwork around your health. That's the line we're going to draw. Like, what, what was that guy thinking? And yeah, you get the response you expect from Bruce Arians. I don't give yeah. a shit what you think about this. Yeah. <laughs> paid to win football games. I think he's drawn a nice line in the sand and how he feels about, you know, I'm, this guy's on my team. I don't care. Like for now, he's not in jail. He's not in trouble. He's on the team and they're going to need it now. They with, desperately uh, will. They yes. desperately need him to step up, which is Gronk didn't look great in that game. Honestly, the 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 Bucks offense in this is the same. This was the same for the Patriots down the, down the stretch with Brady. Like the Bucks offense goes as Brady goes, and Brady can't rolls out of bed in these late games, and sometimes he's not as sharp. Brady Brady rolls out of games against the Saints, and he's not as sharp. Something about the way that the Saints coordinated their defense, like from Jump Street, Brady was throwing balls that were like, oh. That could have been picked. Why do you throw that? Why is he going there? What is going on here? Like it was just uh, like deja vu all over again. Last time you saw him play those Saints defense, like he just can't do it. And I would say the exact opposite against Carolina. Like he's going to utterly shred these guys. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Brady has four or five touchdowns in this game. Like he always looks good against Carolina's defense. Always looks good against Carolina in general. Cam Newton, come on, he's, he's going score for score with Brady here. No way. This is lay the points for pass. Yeah, it's later pass, and I'm not laying it. Uh, funny story, because just this will take five seconds. I had a friend who will remain, remain nameless who bet the wrong side of a game today, meant to bet one side, bet the other side, ended up losing. I I am the guy who does the opposite. I tried to bet the first half over half a goal in the Juve match yes. and in the Genoa-Atalanta match. 
I thought I'd switch screens. Ended up just betting the first half over twice in Juve. Juve <laughs> uh, went to halftime one nothing one. Atalanta zero zero. They were both plus money, like right at even. So I would have broke even, but instead I won twice as much as I thought I did. So I feel like the gambling gods are with us this week, and I should probably roll that all over onto <laughs> Atalanta second half. All right. Well, if you didn't already know, Andy is a masterful degenerate when it comes to mid mid (laughs) midday midday midweek midday midweek Euro footy uh, live betting, especially. He's got a couple of systems that are very good. (laughs) That uh, you know that uh, debatable. Good good enough to keep me out of the. Good enough to keep me out of the pool. I'm just sad for you that there may not be EPL on Boxing Day. Are you nervous? Are you sad? I actually, so like joking aside, I actually do enjoy the fact that it it was going to fall on a Sunday with uh, the NFL Sunday and a Boxing Day of EPL. It would have been a crazy, crazy good day for betting football, both kinds of football. Um, Speaking of not good football. The Giants are pretty <laughs> The Giants are a mess. I think, I think here's the thing about the Giants. I think any one of you assholes out there, and I'm looking right at you guys who are still blaming the boat photo for the Giants <laughs> are in the wrong right now. We have fully pivoted. It is now the curse of the medium soda. They will never <laughs> win again after that shit. They treated their fans. They have so much the Mars are richer than God. Koala. Yes, the, that, the medium. The medium oh my God, the medium soda thing was absolutely hysterical. That was hysterical. The uh, um, love, uh, yeah, love this guy in uh, Aladdin. Yeah, Garrett Gilbert. He was incredible. Or Dan he was, was Dan Oh no, he was the parrot. Oh, okay. um, oh Garrett, Garrett Gilbert, Gilbert was yeah. a Orlando Apollo, by the way. Ah, that's right. Um, the Giants. Um, yeah, the Giants just. Uh, they're shut down. You shut down your quarterback for the year. You're on Glennon. Glennon hasn't won a game since like 2014. He's made a lot of money in the process. Like, you, do you want to lay 10 with the Eagles? Uh, if you want to do that, I would just lay the team total over on the Eagles. Like, they're they're going to be able to run, run, run on this team. It's going to be a slow. You can see the total. It's 42. Yeah. If this were a 10, 10 and a half, I'd think about using Eagles and teasers. I think they win this game, but it's a big ask for a, a lower level team to beat anybody by 10. And I yeah. don't consider the Eagles all that good. Although if they get it done tonight, which they, this is tough. We're talking about a team. Who hasn't you can't played beat, yet this if week. you can't beat Gilbert Godfrey uh, at home with, uh, without an offensive line, then you don't deserve to be in the, the aristocrats. If you can't so beat wonderful. the Affleck, if you can't beat the Affleck duck behind a makeshift offensive line uh, in a game that, the opposing team was disrupted in terms of their preparation all week. Then, uh, then you don't yeah. deserve to go to the playoffs. So if if the Eagles win tonight and they beat the Giants when they're you know they're meaningful favorites over both, they're they're in a pretty nice spot despite Minnesota getting the win today and and the surprise win by the Saints. It'll be a dogfight. One of those shithole teams, Minnesota, New Orleans, or Philly, is probably going to be in the playoffs. Surprisingly, and, Philly's pro- uh, playoff. Uh, um, probability right now is only like 30 ish percent. 
I don't know why it's not higher. Do they not have the tiebreaker with the uh, the Vikings, or maybe it's just because they haven't played this week's game yet? Once they're seven and seven, that's probably going to go up. Okay. Yeah, I think right. like you know anything could happen. Like Hertz, yeah. Hertz could tear his knee on the first play, and I guess you have a then decent back. Then it's the it's Gardner not, Minshew show. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a bad backup. So Gardner Minshew so. show leads all quarterbacks uh, who have had at least thirty snaps this year in EPA per play. How about that? He had a nice game. I don't Can think that's super it? repeatable, but you know who else had a night game? Nice game, Mike White. He, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Gardner Minshew's uh, adjusted EPA per play. You want to guess what it is this season? Uh, one point one. Point five five six. I thought it would be something ridiculous. I didn't remember how it's, many plays. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's still it's very high. high. It's yeah. insanely high. The next highest is Aaron Rodgers with 0.275. So he is doubling up Aaron Rodgers. Every time he takes the ball, you can add a half a point. I love the it. score, which is I a love lot. It. Say shit, <laughs> you said Rodgers is about a quarter. They should snap the ball to him more. Yeah. I mean, like, like, why are you trying to convert second downs like when you can get an extra play out of third down and add to that APA? Um, I, I'm not betting this game, especially since the fact that we haven't seen the Eagles play yet this week. If you want to bet ahead of time in this one, I wish you luck. I don't, I don't think it's going to move con- significantly in either direction. The Eagles are fully healthy with a, a shitload of good running backs, a couple decent tight ends. The, the receiving core is serviceable and the quarterback when healthy is a threat to run it's a fun little offense it's a decent defensive line and they are probably very live for the seventh seed i'm just excited to see the new york giants blow it all up and start all over again with another general manager and coach hire that is inadequate because and another quarterback draft that's uh, a reach because that's where this is trending I don't know that and much has changed with the Giants at the top. So, but congrats um, to the Eagles for getting uh, another pick. Wince now has started enough games that they get their draft pick. So, I wasn't cool. so sure that was going to happen at the beginning of the season. That's a good point. Let's that move on. It was a decent trade in the long run, likely. Lack. Hey, let Clippers. me ask you about this. Clippers, one. Rockets. The Clippers should have a decent edge here on the Rockets. Although the Rockets have been playing better as of late, your Bulls absolutely mm, throttled bulls. them last night. Throttled <laughs> them. Uh, they walked into a buzzsaw that is the Chicago Bulls this season. Uh, no, in seriousness, the Chargers, this is a funny market, and I want to ask your opinion. Uh, when you, In general, when you look across the board and you see the circle was hanging eight this morning here, and they were leading the market down in favor of Houston. And I was like, whoa, oh, wow. Usually when you see that, everybody else eventually has kind of trickled down as well uh, over the course of a Tuesday. That did not happen this week. Circa ultimately caved to the will of the offshores and went up to nine and a half here for the Chargers versus the Texans. Is this a game that's drawing meaningful handle? People have real opinions about this one way or the other, or do you think that was just a weird, bizarre quirk? I think that was probably just a little hiccup in the market. And I... Do you, do you really think it, it didn't move through anything meaningful? Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of, okay. but the, the limits aren't high. It's, that's the thing too. We got to realize we're a day earlier. The limits are still down. We're not, oh. we're not at, we're not at full limit up here. So I, I guess it was probably some, some posturing by some people. Um, but you still, I mean, eight, eight's meaningful. It's not as meaningful as some of the lower numbers you get to, but uh, I, I can see why the chargers buyback happened. It's a, better team and they're getting healthy 
probably should, the Chargers probably should have won the game last week. And now they, you know, they got to grind for this wild card. The posturing and positioning for the AFC wild card is going to be a, a whole damn thing. Uh, can the Texans run on this team? The Texans getting some first downs on the ground will keep them inside probably. this number. Yeah, they probably and, will run on this team. Yeah. yeah, if I had to bet this, I'd bet the Texans. Yeah, same. Which that might end up on my ticket, which doesn't feel great. Chargers, when's the last time the Chargers went into a matchup where they were clearly the better team, they were laying a bunch of chalk, and they actually then took care of business like comfortably? I don't feel like that's happened a lot this year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, AFC title game, two thousand uh, nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> it's been a, it's put, been a put while. Neil, put Neil O'Donnell's um, Pittsburgh while. Steelers right in their place. I guess they did it to the Giants. They hosted the Giants, and they were huge favorites, and they just absolutely pounded them. Um, that was actually kind of the only big margin win that the uh, the Chargers had over a. Uh, the, Char- the Chargers just haven't played very many bad teams. They've played a lot of really decent teams. Their schedule has just been a murderer's row. They're finally getting some soft stuff now uh, here at the tail end. Um, but they've had one of the tougher schedules in the NFL this season. Um, all right. Well, I don't have a problem if you want to take that. Especially if you get a 10.5. Win has 10.5 right now. <coughs> They'll get you outside. Yeah. Touchdown and field goal. Um, I'm body body. Well, there's some still some injuries, some issues going on with uh, uh are there some issues or anything going on with uh the skill position players for the Chargers? Keenan Allen came back, but he got hurt. Did he eventually did he finish that? Every game? every single player that was a receiver for my Chargers got hurt during that game, including a scary one with Donald Parham, who mm-hmm. looks like he's gonna be okay. I don't think he plays this week. He's uh spent a little a little too much time in the hospital to be yeah. just bouncing back and playing, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think he'll probably be sidelined maybe for the rest of year. Who know? Who knows how bad that head injury was? Concussions. They, they, you know, we joke around the league, you know, just kind of making their own rules, but they do seem to take concussions kind of seriously, especially one that everybody saw. Like oh, you that. know what? There were charges but, injuries that mattered. Bosa is going to be COVID out. Derwin James came out of that game. That, so that, that yeah. that's what I was the the Bosa vaccine thing, like Bosa's. They've said they're not vaccinated. Like he just he's gonna have to miss this game, right? Like the timeline yeah. doesn't match up for him to play. I think that's correct, yeah. So um, yeah, the receiver's probably back, but apparently very fragile. Yeah. All right. Well, uh over 47 and a half worth the sniff. It's not gonna have weather. What do you know? Do Texans get to 20? Yeah, the Texans would have to get to 20. I'm not sure how comfortable I am with that over then. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at a team total of 17 and a half for the Texans, so they got to get to 28. 28. Yeah. 20 Davis Mills has done some good, done a good job of getting garbage time points in games where they were getting their asses. Yeah, he ain't no quitter. Let's. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm gonna look at a second half over in this one. All right, let's let's consider. Let's let's put that on the back burner. Um, let's move it down to Detroit, Atlanta. So Lions got a second win. Congratulations! Beat the shit out of the uh, the formerly we believed to be the best in the NFC Arizona Cardinals, um, and then Jared Goff got COVID. Uh, now you got to go on the road and play an Atlanta team. Uh, 
uh, coming off of the high of you know a huge win. Uh, brutal, absolutely brutal spot to get involved with the Lions here. Market initially was warm on them, moving them into a four and a half ish four point dog before the Jared Goff COVID news pushed this back out to six. Uh, don't know if this is going to be David Blau time uh, or if this is Tim Boyle time uh, or if Goff ultimately clears COVID pro- protocols and starts. It could be any of the three. Um, but either way, uh, this is an easy game not to bet on. This game, just looking at these franchises, makes me want to go buy a couple toys and donate them to Toys to Tots or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Just the Lions forever. And then the Falcons this year have been – Matt Ryan's had a couple of good games, which has driven me nuts because Pitts Pitts is a weapon. He's a wagon, man. Cordero Patterson, they've got something out of him that nobody could get out of him for a decade. And and we still have these stinkers. And it's it's, it's it's a new coaching staff. It's an aging quarterback. It's a spot where you lost, at this point, you lost your two top receivers from last year. One of them is a Hall of Famer. The other one is very, very good. And, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's kind of like the Browns. If you don't have good outside receivers – this isn't you're not playing Vanderbilt. You can't just, oh, I don't care if there's five guys covering pits. We're gonna throw it to him anyway. And he's just gonna go get it. Like uh, uh who was the team that played football yesterday? Um the... oh, Old Dominion tried this. Old hey, we have a really big tight oh, end. Right. Let's just try to throw it to him no matter what. Didn't no, work. No didn't win, what. they didn't cover. Thanks for coming out, Old Dominion. So yeah, shit don't work. Um O D U. Falcon or the, the Lions without Goff, though. Goff, we can tease him all he want. He's he's a little lower than middle of the pack quarterback, which is better than some teams have. Uh, but no Goff, Swift, Hawkinson, all the injuries. I I don't know how that happened last week. Things like that happen. Woof, woof. Yeah, five below. I just got introduced to five below. I didn't know what this was. My daughter's in love with it because she's broke. You know, she's oh. ten. She doesn't have any money, so she loves five below. It's nice. like a do- it's like a fancy dollar store. Ooh. You know, because dollar stores don't have anything good, but this is stuff that's like five bucks. I'm going to support Toys for Tots today. You've given you, you inceptioned me. I'm, gonna go do I'm going Toys to Tots Costco, so I might as well buy a toy or two. Everybody should do some toys and for Tots. And I like it. Um, we support toys, toys and Tots here. Um, very cool. The uh, game not going to be bet on for me. Let's move on to Baltimore, Cincinnati. Uh, I did make a bet on this game. And it was to the over. Uh, and I am carefully following the Ravens injury report, kind of hoping that it's Huntley and not Lamar. I, I'm with you. <laughs> is that weird? I, and, no, an injured Lamar is not as you know versatile right now as Huntley is. And this happens. We made fun of Mike White. We might be in the same boat where it's like, oh, no, they have film on him now. He stinks again. Oh, yeah, it's Tyler Huntley. But still, I, th- I think he can do a little. And this total being under 45, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you there. I think Let's the Ravens are probably live to win this game. Okay, so that's where I was at. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. So I've heard some some smart folks kind of talk up the Ravens this week. Mm-hmm. And I've just kind of been listening. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. They have no cornerbacks. And they're playing a team that has excellent wide receivers and hasn't played up in a few weeks. <laughs> like this is a de- this is a really, really 
nice matchup for the Bengals passing offense. Um, and then on the flip side, there are some things I'm concerned about if it's Lamar out there and he's, you know, kind of a dead duck in the pocket and the, and the offensive line is falling apart for Baltimore. Uh, the Bengals defense is going to get after him in the pass rush. Now, if he, if they can pass block and, and, and Lamar or, or Hunley can, uh, kind of operate the offense, then yeah, Mark Andrews, great matchup. Uh, Hollywood Brown, great matchup. Like this team should get it done through the air. And this should be a score for score, high, uh, you know, high intensity kind of a deal. Um, what's the case to be made for the backing the Ravens here as a dog uh, that I'm missing? I I didn't bet either way. No, and I, you have you have a good point. Like I think the Ravens. I mean, just a shitty coach, like Zach Taylor being a really shitty coach, I guess. So we saw a good coach with a great quarterback decide that for a good portion of the first half, they weren't going to attack the lack of, I mean, it was no surprise that Mike Zimmer did it against a team missing a bunch of corners, but to see Lafleur just kind of not go with a game plan where they should just absolutely expose, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the weakness that came of a cluster injury was something. And the granted they got there in the second half, they didn't cover because they just let them get in the back door in the garbage time, which happens sometimes. But Zach Taylor, with arguably a better receiving core than Green Bay, that's not arguably, it's a better receiving core than Green Bay, especially if you throw in Yuzuma. And, you know, a, a young, poised quarterback going up against, it's the, the only, the fly in the ointment there is a bad offensive line versus a team who can bring some unique, unique blitzes, who can get pressure sometimes with just four. So I don't love that aspect of it, but if they decide to not attack that because they have a shitty coach, I worry that the Ravens win this game and the Bengals, this is, this is massive for the division, obviously. So I, I agree with the over. I don't want to get involved in either side because I can see like the Bengals are the right side if they were well coached and they had a well thought out game plan. Just don't think I can get that from Zach. Okay. Okay. Not crazy. (laughs) It's not crazy at all. Um, uh, I like in general, uh, I guess, yeah, I, the, there's a, in the back of my head, the Ravens have had close cardiac finishes now. How many weeks in a row? Couple. Like all of them feels like the the rate, the Ravens have come down to the wire week in, week out so many weeks now that's got to wear on them a bit. Um, they lost to the the Packers by not converting the two point conversion. They lost to the Browns by not getting the field goal on the last position. They lost to the Steelers by not converting the two point conversion. Um, it has been, and then before that, they had a wild win versus the Browns, a wild win versus the Bears, uh, and then an ugly primetime loss to the Dolphins, an overtime win versus the Vikings. You have to go back pre bye week where they got thumped by the Bengals to find a game that wasn't decided in the in the closing moments by some fluky stuff. Um, that can wear a team down a little bit, uh, playing that hard for that many minutes, not no comfortable wins, you know, like it's, I'm a little nervous that the, we've seen the best of the Ravens and that it's just a fizzle out from here for them, uh, which would be insane if they were eight and three and ultimately missed the playoffs, which is kind of where they're trending. Well, rough, rough scenes, rough scenes for them. So yeah, I agree with them. The over, I can't get in bed with the side. Rams and Vikings are a game where the Vikes just played a very odd game, for being honest. And the Rams have yet to play. Rams are getting healthy. They're up to 
do you think anyone will tease the Rams and the Falcon or the Eagles tonight? I think a lot of people will. I think maybe everyone will. <laughs> I everyone, think quite a few will. Everybody's out to think, nine and a half, though, so I don't know if they're teasable anymore. I mean, is that going to stop people? No, no, but no, no big money teasers are going to come. Oh no, I, I mean, just like everybody in the oh the, the colloquial sense of uh, sure. Everybody's doing all the all the if if everyone is jumping everybody, off a bridge, everybody, everybody's doing everybody it. in the club betting teasers. Yeah. Um. Again, we we made a case for this over. I made a case for the over in the Bears Vikings game. Ended up just going with some Vikes first half. Uh, I can't imagine how mad I would have been if I like. I actually felt an overwhelming sense of relief and joy. Knowing I had thought about betting an over in the game last night and I didn't do it because yeah. the over, and then and in the, fact, we the, went hard the other way at halftime, <laughs> yeah. And to tell you the truth, like the over probably deserved at least a sniff, it deserved to be close, like the total probably deserved to be about low. 43 points in that game. There were the Bears had 370 yards, it comes out to the Bears should have scored. 24 points. And if not for a little bit of a fluky touchdown to the fourth string tight end on the last play of the game, they would have ended with three. Uh, the game barely clipped 20. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Weingartner. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. Um, so, like, uh, again, the case for the over is there. If the Rams are healthy, I think we've seen teams that have decent uh, offenses be very successful against the Rams defense. But I mean, are we trusting Mike Simmer ever? So I'm I'm hard pass on this, especially with the Rams not having played yet. Speaking of um crazy wild outcome scores, outliers, uh, what was no touchdown score prop for that uh Saints Bucks game? I mean, rough usually those Did are Did you see like 50 to uh, one? No, I mean they range from like 80 to one to 200 to one. That one had to be big, right? But I mean, when the total is above fifty, that total is above fifty, right? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I believe it was. So, like, when when a total is above fifty like that, it's usually triple digits. Like, you could probably one fifty no, to one. It was forty six. Forty six. Yeah, I couldn't remember what that total was. I couldn't so either. Sam Lipscomb says he saw wow. one eighty to one. Well, wow. Wow, yeah, wow, 100, wow. 101. Yeah, like, like I said, somewhere between 80 and 200. This guy was that the only, times. was that the only, uh, was that the only NFL game so far this season that had no touchdown yes. scored? Yeah, yeah, and but it was this, it was the second 9 0 final in the last three years. The first being the very memorable, oh, the 10 point favorite Niners, Niners winning 9 nothing at Washington against Sam's yeah. Sam Lipscomb's Washington football team. Yep. I believe they were the uh, Redskins back then. That was a funny game. They did not score a single point, yet they covered. Yeah. Mm. Woof. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hard passing this game, but the, the Rams okay. are getting healthy. Rams are going to need tonight. The Rams are going to need this one to keep pace. And I hope the Seahawks win tonight, and I, not for anyone oh, God, about the teaser. Sorry. The teaser. I hope the Seahawks win tonight, and then this is like a pick kind of game, and we can bet the Rams. Agreed. All right, let's keep going. Jets, Jags is going to happen. They're going to play this game. This is the game. game that they're going to play. <laughs> this the is Jaguars, like if this were two if point this dogs. Were, yeah, if this were men's league softball, these have been two teams that like just called like, hey, yeah, we 
like it was a uh, nine uh, nine yeah. six, and we just got we really just yeah, like but we just here's the final score, and they never yeah. play the game. <laughs> this is a rough. This is a rough hang. Trevor Lawrence has been worse the second half of the season somehow, and the Jets just continue to not have a roster. Essentially, they have two really really underperforming rookie quarterbacks, and. Yeah, you got to go play up in the Meadowlands. You know, it's a better that. game than this game. The Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, Wyoming matriculated the ball down the field, got a oh, hard, hard fought touchdown, uh, kickoff, and Kent State flashes just uh, the golden flashes. One play, 80 yard pass. What Dante if the live Cephas. total is asking for a friend? 67. Bang. Live total of 67, and the, uh, the folks in. Where would, where would this match even be? I suppose if it's... Which match are you talking about? It's in Calcio at the Atlanta match. I'm trying to think of the name of the actual town where Atlanta plays. Rainy, high 30s in East Rutherford. How much would you have to... No, they're, play, they're, they're playing at Stadio Luigi Ferraris in Genoa. Oh, it is in Genoa. Why, why is Bet Online listing it that way? They list it the European way. Uh-huh. Oh, Luigi, Luigi Ferrari's place. Yeah, that's right. Bergamo. Um, yeah. <laughs> deadlocked in Bergamo. Wait till Luigi I chase Ferraris, the there you Lu- Luigi Ferraris. Also known cool as name. the Marassi from the name of the neighborhood where it is located. How about that? Obviously. Bergamo, Calcio. You ever been to Genoa? I've never. I've been to Italy. I don't remember where we were. Genoa is kind so of so weird over there, dude. Spot, you drive like, like you drive like two hours and you're in a different country. So weird. Like one time, I we did. I didn't even realize. Like, oh no, we're Andy. We're in Switzerland. What? Huh? Huh? Well, that's, that's what those good. mountains were. Oh, fair. Um, yeah, Jen was beautiful. Are we just trying to avoid talking about this game? Yeah, let's keep moving. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Jax, uh, Jax. All right, here we go. Let's dig our teeth in here. And this let's is a be, good one. Let's 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 let, let me just uh, let me let, let me set the table for you here. Oh, it's easy for you to say. Bill Belichick is on a scale of zero to ten. Is how washed in terms of in-game decision making? Thirteen, and then he apologized. <laughs> he apologized to. Like it's not him anymore. This is full Manchurian candidate situation here. It's not him. Like he's he apologized to reporters. Uh he's lost the edge. I don't think the Patriots ever win again. I think he's done after this year. <laughs> and I am so jacked for this game. I'm very, very pumped for this game. I think uh seeing it played under normal weather conditions should be fun. Oh, it's not like that last game wasn't fun. And I like quirky games like that. It's enjoyable. Like, are you seriously just gonna run the ball nine hundred times? I guess. Quirky so, is the right way um, to put it. Quirky. Quirky is quirky. a true one. Uh, Patriots a short home favorite, total 44. Uh, as much as we talked about one coach, I want to talk about the other. That was my biggest takeaway from the first matchup in these two teams. I was a little sketched out by what Buffalo threw out there as a game plan, oh, along yeah, with same. the in-game adjustments. Like, hey, look at this big-armed brute from Wyoming. Just let him do that. He's crushing it right now. It doesn't matter how windy it is. Keep letting him throw the short, short to intermediate stuff. It's always working. As long as they're not dropping it, you're moving the ball. 
So, um, and then this is the question that I had anyway. Papa nailed it for me. Is it better to bet Buffalo money line or Buffalo one thirty for the division? Division, without question. I, uh, I don't think, think Buffalo's has a realistic uh, chance of dropping either of their final two. Uh, you want to know bet. something? You want to know something crazy, Andy? I do always. You want to know what the wind yeah. is calling? What the weather's calling for? Eleven to fourteen. Where are you seeing that? I just made that up. I'm seeing 22 mile an hour wind gusts yeah. up to 27. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wind is going to be in the 20s. Do you si- I, and Tyler Bass is good, but do you sign Vinatieri just as like a an intimidation tactic? I think he's probably done. Uh, no, yeah. The NBA's doing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> They're bringing guys back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now the wind could be a serious issue here. This is, could be a second wind game between these two guys. God damn. Um, and that's really a shame because this, I, you know, a, a neutral weather game between these two teams sings to the over. Um, ultimately I've cooled my jets on that a decent amount in the last 24 hours because the health and you know, health status of a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these wide receivers, skill position players for the Patriots doesn't look good. Um, they may, you know, weather aside, they may not have a choice but to lean pretty heavily on the Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Bolden experience. Right now, Damian Harris is out, JJ Taylor's out, so they only have those two guys. I'm looking at unlikely to see Nikhil Harry, unlikely to see Nelson Aguilar, will not see Kendrick Bourne. Uh, that means that your healthy wide receivers in this contest are Jacoby Myers and Gunnar Olschwitz and Matthew Slater, of course, because Matthew Slater is a very important wide receiver for the Patriots um, who always deserves a roster spot because of his contributions on special teams. They sound like they sound like I don't know what they sound like. They don't sound like people who play football. Well, it's going to be a lot of Hunter Henry, a lot of Johnny Smith and a lot of run, run, yeah. running the ball here. And realistically, this is. Uh, that's not a great, uh, you know, if you're, you know, if you, if you try to run out this same exact one dimensional offense that you did three weeks ago against the bills, it's not going to work twice. I would be shocked if it does. Um, maybe it does, uh, but it's usually you need to have some wrinkles, some nuance, something new. Then second time you play your divisional opponent, if you expect to do to have a different result or, you know, if you expect to have uh, you know, a similar outcome. Um, ultimately, I think the uh, Patriots defense and the Bills defense are both overrated because they have both played really, really soft schedules this year and have played opposing quarterbacks who are poor and or in bad situations. So I think we may not ever capture a way to value bet that, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, but uh, realistically, I think Buffalo gets it done. I played them on the money line. What did it say you, Andy? Yeah, and I, I agree with like the what Papa Calls brought up. I would play uh, the they division did. here. Yeah, and I already have some division. I have but a I lot think, already. <laughs> uh, I, think there, I think there's some yeah. value. Yeah, I, I have some to win the division at minus 140. So I'm, I'm not excited about adding a bunch, but I do think there's some value to be had there. So I'm going to add some, maybe uh, – Maybe just a little half unit or something. Ooh, Take it easy. Go. Take it easy on this. All right. Yeah, it's Christmas. 
Oh, what about the matchup itself exactly? Are you? Did you see anything real quick uh, before moving off of Buffalo? Did you see anything from Josh Allen of late that tells you that he's uh, got things figured out? He's got things turning around. Uh, either the game against the Buccaneers second half or the game against uh, the Carolina Panthers where they were pretty pretty clean. No, I, again, I blame coaching a lot more than anything he did. I thought he was fine. He's healthy, okay. and I thought he was fine. I, I blame the game game planning, play sequencing, play calling, and the overall plan. Okay. All right. Good deal. The Bears looked real stupid yesterday. <laughs> they got to the red zone 30 times, ended up with uh, nine points, some of those coming in the seconds um, after the game had actually ended, I guess, the, the seconds of 0-0-0. Zero, zero, zero. They didn't even kick an extra point. Some people were confused about that. They will not. They are not compelled to kick an extra point if the game is not in the balance. So that is why you're plus seven tickets. God bless them. They deserved a lot better. You Plus seven was the right side. No, without question. Yeah. Without any question. So yeah. um, pour yeah, a little, 80, pour 80, little Gatorade 80 for some, you. 80 something yards passing for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he went full wince on their ass, which is hilarious. Oh my God. Um, the Seahawks, like, this is another rough one. Seahawks are probably eliminated after tonight if they lose. Uh, maybe not mathematically, but deep dive eliminated, like common sense eliminated, being nine losses on the season. Yeah, under the well Bears, under 10% probability. Yeah, the Bears are deep dive eliminated already. They have I'm not sure what they have chance. to play for going on the road here. <clears throat> Defense. The defense for the Seahawks has been a little suspect here and there. Coverage is rough. Maybe the Bears, the Bears are able to move a little here. Like if I had to bet this, it would probably be the Bears, and that means I'm not betting this game. I have the Seahawks as having the 18th best defense in the NFL. Yeah, and the Bears. But let's not let's not make mis- let's not let's not mistake uh, quality for effort. Last night, like they tried their asses off. Last night, that I haven't defense seen a coach especially, they played that animated so hard. Ever. They are not good, uh, and they're missing a million pieces. And now there's really no incentive to rush anyone back. Um, this should be one-way traffic, Seattle, but Seattle's not a team that really, you know, they don't do one-way traffic. They don't do one-way traffic. They let every team back into it. Yeah. Uh, so this total is probably too low at 44. Um, I could see, but you know, again. Let's go get involved with the Bears team that couldn't score against the Vikings, even with eight red zone opportunities <laughs> and a blocked punt <laughs> to boot. Uh, they still could score only also three points too, until though, regulation. It's just because they got brought up in the chat. Buffalo at plus one and a half with a low total and some wind. Probably a pretty nice Ooh. teaser leg. That Ooh. might be the one that I go with. I like that one. Green Bay, Buffalo. Two working class cities known for their cuisine and women. Let's go. That's a that's a nice little money or that's a nice little teaser. Cheese curds there. and buffalo wings. Got better believe they're known for their cuisine. Yeah, this is true. I love cheese curds, honestly. Though <laughs> Wisconsin's a fine state. I used to live there. Um, yeah, not not a lot to say here. It's yeah, Seattle with the lead isn't great. They want to run the ball. They're not going to be great at it. And Chicago, despite all their missing pieces, is still decent up front. So Chicago, Seattle with a lead is probably an overlook. Mm. 
And with that said, I might live bet this one. I might just not watch it at all. It's in the late window when I could instead be watching what Pittsburgh KC. Oof, that's something. That's something that's going to be on TV. Yeah. Also, uh, yes. Uh, I guess a uh, more fun prediction market here would be do Hill and Kelsey make it back in time for KC to have full strength? I'm guessing no. I think this is probably going to be a KC minus three close without their top two most important skill position players at a minimum. Um, and then Pittsburgh really continues to catch the uh, the positive end of variance a lot this season. The Steelers team has had a lot of game winning drives, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of bounces, a lot ball has bounced their way a ton this year. Um, and they, it, it was all it was happening all day Sunday with the turnovers, fluky stuff um, that just seems unsustainable. But yet. Pittsburgh manages to do it year in, year out. Mike Tomlin looks like he's on his way to another season where he won't have a losing record, which is amazing. Um, and realistically, I have no interest in betting them against the Chiefs, even though they fit the rubric of you're getting a bunch of points, at least right now you are, and the Chiefs and the Steelers are not the Raiders. With Chiefs, the Steelers don't run myopic uh, defense that the Pat Mahomes is going to be able to uh, really – get the best of so um decent chance for the Steelers not to end their season in Kansas City but at the same time uh Kansas City is absolutely feeling themselves right now um off the board off the board most places as we record just based off missing two uh which is which will be super funny because uh I have a fantasy football team nobody gives a shit about that has Kelsey and Hill on the same team I maneuvered on, on I was full you have Mahomes full. too right no Rogers is on that team oh right oh, okay I full Kevin Costner draft day maneuvered traded a bunch of players got Kelsey and Hill on the same team <clears throat> excuse me as well it's water on so obviously they went off but I'm in a bye week so I know I have my, you know my third receiver is Brandon Cooks, oh, who Jesus. also had a massive week. So I scored, I think I scored the most points I've scored all year in the bye week. And now I'll get to this next week and Kelsey and Hill will be coveted. It'll be a it'll be a sad, sad day at the Molitor household. The fantasy teams are gonna go down and yeah, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to watch this, but again, how, how do we how are we supposed to comment too much about this without knowing like if they're vaxxed, they might be vaxxed. If they're not, they might be out. Um, yeah, I, I would think this moves down to I think three is a bridge too far, Drew. I think it moves down to like five. Still just receivers. Yeah, um, it's a cluster like, injury and they're important. It's a cluster injury, and also it's cross potential. Seven, like, six, yeah. Four, I mean, I'm I'm envisioning if it's gone from Kelsey to Hill, then the likelihood that it, there are other names that pop up this week, I think, is pretty that, high. And that that so the last report, like I said, it popped up. I forgot to read the last sentence of that. It said, yeah. expect more. Expecting other positives. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. So, so we'll see. Um, we will, we will see. This is so fucking stupid. Raiders. <laughs> yeah. The rest of these, like, they shouldn't have to play some of these games. Raiders, I Broncos, seven and seven. Raiders uh, saved their season, Andy. Raiders saved did, their season. They did. And they're going to win this game because it's, it's likely Drew Locke in this game. That does not sound. Very hopeful that Teddy Bridgewater is able to play this game. The Raiders are absolutely in the playoff hunt with seven wins and getting to play Drew Locke. 
which is hilarious. I'm just excited for Carr them to was be the first team. By Mullins. I, I'm just excited for them to be the first team out, Raiders. So that basically, they, this whole thing has been just to get the worst possible draft draft position and without not get into the game. playoffs without a playoff game. Like that's that feels about right. I'm there. I'm with you. <laughs> would be would be just delightful. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Yeah. If if Drew Lock plays, this is a bad spot. Um. Uh. Derek Carr looked like shit, but he has a couple nice pieces, and they've they've made something out of Moreau as a nice backup option. They got the running game going a little bit. They were able to you know keep keep uh, Miles Garrett at bay at touch. He still got in there forced to fumble because he's an animal, unstoppable. And he animal. also he was responsible for the play that caused the pick, but you know, that was yeah. probably his last play of the season, which last play sucks. ever. Um yeah, if, if Waller's in and you know it, it's it's really, really sounding like a Drew Locke spot. I think if you like the Raiders, you bet him now. I don't think this goes in the opposite direction. We agree. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm probably abstaining, but if you like the Raiders, I would play it before it goes to three. Abstaining. Washington football team at the Dallas Cowboys. This is your primetime game, Andy. Primetime. Sunday night football. Expected Fitzpatrick. Or was this flexed? No, this was this was the plan all along. We're gonna keep we're gonna we're gonna entertain you with some awesome NFC East drama, guys. We're gonna make all the all the divisional games in the NFC East. We're gonna make them all the last three weeks, four or five weeks of the season because that makes total sense. Yeah, go ahead. I just got another news alert. Oh please! A player a player has been added to the reserved COVID nineteen list. I want you to guess who this player is. Keeping in mind that it's funny. <laughs> Antonio Brown. No, close. That would be good, though, right? That would be good. That would be good. <laughs> Kyrie Irving a- is AFC East. Again. AFC East. It's it's Irving esque. Uh, AFC East. Ooh. Uh, Man. Uh, oh, is it? It's measles. Oh, it's, it's interesting. Measles. It's measly. It the measles. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Dan spoiled it. I don't. I don't know why that took me so long to get there. God damn. I, I don't know those those storylines kind I of forgot about me. I forgot about yeah, those, yeah. those storylines kind of faded as the season went by. But yes, Cole Beasley and you know we're, we're we're having a good little laugh at his expense, I guess. But he's important for this team. He's a really decent yeah. option receiving. So that's not. I good. don't like that. I don't <laughs> like that. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, well, that's a bummer. Um, that is a bummer. All right, Washington, Dallas, Dallas, a big old favorite here. Washington hasn't played yet. It's uh, probably getting Heineke back. Uh, ten and a half is too much. Dallas is kind of like KC in the middle of the season, where it's like, yeah, they're good and they have a lot of potential, but this offense isn't fixed. The quarterback looks a little broken probably still hurt at this point so way too many points and i'm not getting tricked into that again <laughs> not falling for the banana in the tailpipe again there no, no, not sir. Me no again. sir no sir um you know what the stupidest part about this being a primetime game is um all of it yeah they played last week yeah you know what another stupid thing is 
It's like the Browns. Washington's playing on a Tuesday <laughs> this week without a quarterback. That they're playing with a quarterback that they just signed from a practice squad. Um, this is stupid. Heineke will be rested. Yeah, I guess nice. so. That's true. Uh, he'll presumably he'll be back. Uh, oh man, watch Wyoming can't get out of their own way here. Uh, that Wyoming Cowboys this game might go over. Stinks. Yeah. Um, not so lucky in Genoa. What's up with the? Oh my god, they, couple. You're gonna get the uh, the under salami. Yeah, they're it's a late. They're a team that scores late. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's cross our fingers. <laughs> um, what the? Okay, uh, no take I mean, on this. No take on this game. No interest in betting this. Second half. Um, I guess let me ask you this question. Have you been what has been your general gut reaction to a lot of media attention these last 48 hours on Dallas getting it done with defense? What has been your gut reaction to that? It's overblown. The defense is good, it's not great. It's I think it's overblown because the defense it's kind of like what we talked about with Davis Mills compared to Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's gonna be the next coming of Christ. And he hasn't been good, so we make a thing out of that. Davis Mills had no expectations on his shoulders. The teams had even less after having nobody but Brandon Cooks on the roster. Mm-hmm. And he went out there and played he didn't it's not like Davis Mills went and played good. He played better than expected, and expectations drive everything in the human mind. Yes. And the fact is the Dallas Cowboys defense has been a rough hang for two years. And <laughs> when they were very, very hurt and they had a massive cluster injury at all three levels, they were more than bad. They were real, real, real bad. I mean, it was a hilarious defense, Raiders-esque. And the fact that it is serviceable now makes it like, oh, my God. And the fact that they have a player who's locked himself into 10 interceptions and, I mean – Right or wrong, he's the defensive rookie of the year, and right is right. Like he's the best defensive rookie, uh, probably I've seen for a few years. Truthfully, oh, yeah. he's oh, yeah. he's very, very, very good. They have a couple of very good players, but it's yeah, it's it's a good defense. It's not great. It's so it is, but I mean, there's truth to it because the offense isn't playing up to expectations. The fact that the defense is overperforming and playing better than expectations, it's that's why it's a storyline because it's happening. Yeah, no, that all checks out. Uh, The other thing I think is important to to point out, there are three major factors beyond expectation that I think are worth pointing out. You ready? Yes. Strength of opponent, they've played no one lately. That's fair. Turnovers is how they have lived and died. And they've gotten the positive end of the turnover battle. And health. They've been healthy. They haven't had anyone important miss meaningful time for them. Uh, and that's a little bit luck as well. So, uh, health turnovers and opponents all matter as much or more than people. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna cross stitch that. <laughs> Hang it up, and it's it like live, laugh, love. Yeah, there you go. Health there turnovers, go. opponents. Yeah, that's the de- that's that's your defensive that's better that's than your defensive laugh, recipe, love. man. You want a good defense? That's a, that's a great recipe to start it. Um, all right. So, all that said, Cowboys are. Uh, there will be an opportunity to act on that, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe probably not going to be the playoffs though. Not not maybe, until the playoffs yeah. though. I was going to say maybe week nineteen, maybe what's week twenty. Your, what's your ideal opponent for the Cowboys to draw in Jerry World Wild Card Weekend? Apparently, the Genoa defense. 
Because Christ, they would shut them down. Atlanta's just peppering their ass, driving me up a wall. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to break even on soccer. What a bunch of shit. Uh, ideal opponent to bet against them or on them? To Ideal opponent to take action on what we are talking about, which is that the market right now has overrated Dallas's defense because of the strength of their opponents, because they've been getting the turnover, winning the turnover battle, and because they've been healthy. I mean, the Packers, if they get their shit together, I so, expected a lot more out of the Packers. So I, your ideal opponent them for them, we, we round one, is an offense that is not good and goes in there and reinforces all of these beliefs. And then you want them to go to Lambeau and get their absolute bell rung. Yeah. I I think winning this division being the, what do we expect them to be? Three seed? Yes. So it, you'd play the uh, well, six? could get the two. So if they get the three, they probably play the Niners. Let me look up my numbers. Hang on. Playing the Niners would be... Niners turned the ball over a couple of times. They look like they're still yeah, good in Green Bay. Yeah. I got I got about a little over 60% that they are the three or four. So it's going to be either the Rams or Niners if the playoffs started today. You know what would suck? You know what would absolutely suck? If the Rams stole the NFC West. If the Rams stole the NFC West. And if the Cardinals lose to the Cowboys week. 17 and then it's cowboys cardinals again week 19 i don't i i absolutely hate when that happens when the schedule guys all the time i hate it vikings and packers like i hate it nfc north teams that happened a couple times where it's like oh they play each other again this is stupid it could happen this year (laughs) it can happen to you no i hate it i really don't want to see cardinals cowboys twice in three weeks Especially after seeing Cowboys, uh, after seeing Cowboys Washington football team twice in three weeks, <laughs> I don't want to see. Uh, I don't want to see it. I really don't want to see it. Yeah, I don't want to see any of these games. This, is a, this <laughs> has been a bummer week. Like, straight, like uh, I'm it's more. Ex- I am excited. Goodness. It's fun to have a Tuesday football. It's it's novel, much not unlike the novel coronavirus. But oh, um, Juventus got on the board again. Another yeah, goal they're, in Italy. They're a truck. Not for Atlanta, Genoa. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. They give nothing. nothing. Um, Siri. Siri. Uh. Siri. Uh. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, we'll. Uh, you want to cover some halftimes today? Do some Tuesday night football halftime show? I have no idea how this is going to work, but I would assume. It'll be about the same time. Let's go live when the first one starts. The, yeah, the first one starts. I would assume they're going to overlap. If they are so off kilter in pace of play and timeouts and shit that one is over before the other one starts, I would be surprised. So I think there'll be some overlap, which will be perfect. We can talk about the first game, and then the second game will go to overtime, and we'll talk about that game. Or go to halftime, we'll talk about that game. And then when they're both playing again, we can just uh, chop it up, do some overtime shit. Cool. Talk drink recipe. I've got a yeah. Brandy Alexander recipe I want to share with the world. Ooh. I don't have any cognac Brandy at home, though. Alexander. I need to go like, shopping. What kind of cognac should I get? Oh, um, I it, does, it, it, does it is it is it does it call for just totally neutral cognac? 
So it's just, I mean, you're mixing it with cream, Drew. I'm not looking for real good cognac. Okay. This is basically, Brandy Alexander is basically a fucking milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be honest about what it is. Cognac, creme de cacao, yeah. cream. Ooh. So, yeah, creme de cacao, cream, cognac, and then as we've already established, you need to be grating some nutmeg over this son bitch too. Oh yeah, you well, should, yeah if you yeah, and if yeah. you were a nut, follower, fresh you should nutmeg. already have your nutmeg in your microplane. And your microplane. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely correct. Um, I will think of which brandy to recommend. You're not going out and shopping for it now, are you? No, but I might have to go to the store. My wife's at the store right now, and she just texted me. She says, "Are shallots the same as pearl onions?" They're not. No, <laughs> they're definitely not. It's like turnips and scallions. What are we doing here? <laughs> oh my god! I was thinking Ugh. more like turnips and rutabagas, but yeah, that's a good yeah. comp. That's a good yeah. comp. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with this. See if I can find it. Then they don't have shallots. I'll have to go to the co-op and get the shallots. So, all right. All right, man. Enjoy. Best luck. Yeah. See you guys. You ever had imagine, a imagine trying to make a beef wellington without scallop or without uh, shallots. I know you stop right there. Yeah, can't be done. Uh, I, don't, I ever, don't think she bought the right mushrooms. Have you ever had a, a rutabaga? Yeah, I've had just.